It's time to rock and roll! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Movie Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today, as always, is my co-host, Gina Versa. Gene, hey. how are we doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Surviving the heat. And then uh, we're in the post-100s of the podcast, so... Yeah, 102. Era. 102. Yeah, yeah, 102. I think at first we were like, you brought it up. We were like 15 episodes in. You're like, should we start numbering these? And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, uh... so this, that's like how far I think we've come, you know? Mm-hmm. Not like, we're not like the biggest podcast ever, but it's like, oh yeah, some people don't even think about that. Some people just like yeah. upload stuff constantly. And it's like, how many did we do? Yeah. Uh, Gene, we have a very special guest with mm-hmm. us today. Who, who do we have here? Oh, it's a friend of mine. I met him through our uh, good friend Terrence, uh, Nick Limon from uh, IGN. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So, I 102, you bring me in two episodes after your big 100 spectacular. I feel like that's, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta bring the energy for something yeah. like that. <laughs> it's you, you have plenty of energy already. The energy will come up <laughs> in the conversation, but yeah. thank you for joining us. Uh, and th- thank that was very nice of you to say, by the way. Uh, how are you? What's going on? Tell the people about yourself. All that. Oh jazz. man, I'm I'm good. Uh, my name's Nick Lamone. I'm a super uh, supervising producer over at IGN. Uh, what that means is I honestly don't know. It's just someone hasn't fired me yet, so I think Ooh. I'm doing okay so far. Yeah. Uh, and for the most part, uh, I split my time between like branded content during normal IGN times, and then during our event season, aka. E3, Comic Con, Games Common, any big event, I'm kind of like full in on the um, like live stream. Uh, I directed our Comic Con show, like that kind of involvement on a live production is kind of where I uh, cut my teeth in production. Nice. Yeah, I was uh, watching some of the streams during Comic Con this year. It uh, seemed pretty intense and everything. It was, uh, but they were great though, right? Oh yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun, uh, and it's very he- hectic. And I think you know, I speak for everyone who does live production to some extent. If it doesn't feel like you're about to like lose your job, you something's not right. You know, like it, it it's that thrill that something bad could happen is what where you kind of excel at. And I think that's probably the most fun part about being live. Yeah, yeah. You guys were at the Hard Rock Hotel, is that correct? Yeah, that's where we, uh, that's where iGen's been set up for a while at the Hard Rock. That's where our live studio is. And mm-hmm. that's where we have all of the uh, celebs, guests, producers, uh, agents, and all of them. They all come through and uh, cycle through our studio. Yeah. Can you, can you talk a little bit about like the, um, like the prep for that? Because I remember we ran, we ran into each other on the train for when the Wednesday of Comic Con, you guys were like kind of in this like more like huddle and it seemed like it was like a, like you're going into like the Super Bowl or something. Kinda, yeah. I, I feel like by that point, everything had been planned, quote unquote. Like we did every, like, you know, built the show in advance, decide which interviews are going to air at what times, kind of get a rough idea of what to expect going in. But you can only prep for so long. You know, what, at a certain point, it's just, well, we've done everything we can. Now it's just a matter of getting into the studio and actually pointing some cameras in some directions and figuring out what's actually doable. So yeah, it was kind of just a lot of pregame chatter, if you will, on that train. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say really quick, because I I mean, I've, I've been reading IGN and, and, and watching the videos on there for like easily a decade, probably more, like uh, just in hindsight. And, you know, I, I like trailed off not for lack of quality i just want to make that clear it's just like you know you <laughs> how start- dare you <laughs> <laughs> but you know we all, we're all like getting our our, our our own directions like for the rest of our life career wise all that jazz you know you have less time to like keep up with the stuff that you used to keep up with but exactly. i will say i remember comic-con coverage always being over uh, the hard rock so i first went to comic-con in 2016 i mm-hmm. i saw that happening up there i was like oh that's cool i know that and then this year when i was walking around with gene again he was pointing that out and i was like oh they have the other sign over there and i was like oh my mm-hmm. god so it's like you know do the little wave for the camera like yeah. <laughs> probably not making it into the camera background because you know you guys are like kind of lifted above like, right the, yeah the you venues. see how basically by the trains and all that yeah no i i that's legitimately one of my favorite shots that we have is just all the crowds like 
for the most part, I don't really get an opportunity to attend Comic Con proper because I'm basically in a studio for eight plus hours. Um, and then by the time we're done, it's like, well, the convention floor is basically closed. But I don't mind though. I, I much prefer doing what, what I'm doing. But yeah. to this day, I've, I've never once set foot in the convention. What? Hey, <laughs> what, what about like Sunday? Sunday is just, is that just kind of the wrap up day? Yeah, by then I'm like, all right. I oh. got to bounce. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm tired. I'm yeah. over it. Let's get yeah. out of here. Sunday, Sunday feels like that day where you're just like wiped out. Cause I like, I think I, well, obviously I went a little, little, too, uh, did a little too much the last those days, but like Sunday is just like, I was like, just thinking like, man, I want to go home. Like, I just want to be in my own bed, like mm-hmm. talk to my, uh, you know, friends, family, <laughs> you know, yeah. The homesickness sets in after a while. Yeah, because like I was, I was describing Comic Con to someone where like they've never been, and Diego, this was your first year, so you guys could tell me how accurate it is. Where it almost feels like you're entering like this other, other realm, like another like uh, like a video game or like some like like Ready Player One reality, and it's like everything's like elevated, and it's just like you're living in a different reality for like a couple days. I don't, yeah. I don't know about the Ready Player One comparison. I I, 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 I think better. it feels like a. I think you you had mentioned it feels like kind of like a like a nerd getaway camp a little yeah. bit, and it kind Good of does. Camp. Yeah, that that I think is is pretty accurate, especially now. Like if you're older, you can mm-hmm. head out to the bars and stuff like that, yeah. and uh, that that's when it starts becoming like. Uh, uh, like it feels like a true like vacation, even though I know you you guys and like. A handful of our friends were working all the time there, yeah like I, at least the first yeah. couple of days and so I was, I was like i was working wednesday and thursday yeah <laughs> wednesday and thursday and then they're like i asked for the day off friday and i got partial the day thursday so i got to enjoy nice. a little bit yeah yeah but yeah it's uh it, it's it really is kind of like a getaway which is which is super like refreshing you know even though we're like exhausted by the end of it and mm-hmm. yeah by that by that fifth day or the fourth day i guess for sunday it's like yeah, this was super fun. I can't wait to come back. I'm also yeah. very glad to be leaving now. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ready to sleep in my own bed again. Yeah. I just remember waking up like on Sunday morning, kind of just like pushing myself out of bed, and I just felt like miserable. And like I had, I even had a good like last day. We uh, yeah. we we hung out with some friends while we were all waiting to decide what to do. I left earlier than them. They went to go. Well, I don't know whatever you guys did, Gene. We and, were trying uh, to just figure out like where to eat. Like we had like. <laughs> We had like a brain fog or something where it was like it took us like 30 minutes to be like all right spaghetti factory is too has too big of a line we need to get to this hotel by to check out and then the train leaves at seven i need we need to like figure this out (laughs) and it took like 30 minutes i think it's called exhaustion exhaustion yeah 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 nick can you attest to that like the the like the brain like the delirium of like comic-con sometimes I think I was still kind of in like work, get it done mode. So like when I wake up and like our, my coworkers are like, all right, where are we eating? I'm like, all right, let's go here. This is <laughs> no, it. Okay. Everyone cool with this? Let's do it. All right, let's have, let's make it happen. Yeah. We, we do have a place we like to go to though. It's a, it's called, uh, it's called Werewolf. It's oh. like a pub. It's a pub slash like a uh, brunch area. They got good burgers, beer, coffee, Ooh. whatever. Real, real, real cool vibes there. And it's uh, not too far from the Hard Rock. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, so what uh, What restaurant should we recommend in, like, San Diego? Because we were uh, went to, like, a few, I would say. Any any places? I always stand by Werewolf. That That's Bro. my go-to because it's cool. Uh, they got just about everything. So uh, that that's my vote, Werewolf. Okay. Yeah. There were, there were a couple, like, little niche, like, mom-pa spots, like, that were, like, kind of cornered away um that i don't remember the names of so that that's on me but i'm mm-hmm. i gotta vouch for uh claim jumpers at the at our hotel <laughs> you have like, to say I, that story i do so like well there's, there's a couple so <laughs> the first night i get there uh gene and i aren't like hanging out he's, he's working i'm just like i'm gonna go do my own thing I'm, I'm fucking hungry though so i need to eat something before we we like get the night started so i'm just at the bar by myself uh and then i see other like people with the comic-con badges uh, sitting around this bar in the the claim jumpers I'm at, and I was like, ah, maybe I'll just have a beer. That food looks pretty good. You know, what? I'll get fish and chips, whatever. And it's like, you know, I I, I like claim jumpers. I don't go a lot, uh, but it 
it was it was pretty good and maybe i was just hungry who knows and then i see everyone at the bar starting to exchange like oh is that a long island i see oh the what beer is that yeah and we just all start talking and like it, it was like a, a fun like party vibe already just with the claim jumpers and it's like weird to say like these <laughs> groups all over there's like some kids who were younger than me there was like so clearly like middle-aged people just like trying to figure out what to get before like heading out to the first night party and stuff like that then the last day this this is this is where i almost like started fighting gene um so, so he's wrapping up comic-con he's like he's brain dead basically from exhaustion yeah uh, and he's like he's, he took a very expensive taxi on the way back because yeah. i think i could have walked you would have died I would have like passed out on the passed street. Passed out, yeah. I, I think that's yeah. And so I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know where anyone else is at. I was doing my own thing most of the day, anyways. I'm just gonna go back, claim jumpers, and wrap up this weekend that way. Uh, and then Gene's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna head back, and then uh, we can go eat. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll wait for Gene. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, okay. And then I invited my friend too. I was like, yeah, okay. That guy was cool. <laughs> like, it, I want to make clear the the friend was like totally great, not them. This is completely on Gene. And then he was like, oh yeah, look let's just wait for the friend to get there after me. And I was like, okay, well, how long, dude? I'm like hungry and this place closes in like two hours. Like, wow, just wait. So it's like 10 o'clock, claim jobbers closes at 11. I'm like, dude, okay, well, is he coming? He's like, oh yeah, let me, let me invite him. I was like, what? It was like what? nine or something. No, it was later it? than that. Okay. Because I was, I was keeping a, Sorry. a, a watch on that because I wanted a steak. I, I promised not just myself, but the people of film Twitter that I would have a steak that weekend. And I had not had one yet by that point. And I was like, I need to do this. Otherwise I'm gonna look like a coward. And I am- These moments from cancellation and you keep him, you <laughs> keep him, you put him in jeopardy. You put his job in jeopardy. Jeez, yeah. There yeah, sorry. And the steak was fantastic. We finally had it. Uh, Gene, uh, Antonio, right? Yeah, Antonio, yeah. Exactly. Antonio, great guy, great conversationalist. Uh, I bought you that steak. You did buy me that steak. Yeah. We had some uh, <laughs> potentially very good news to celebrate that. We'll, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about in the future. Yes. Um, Ooh. And it was, it was, it went great. But there was a fucking just like like a half hour of that. Where I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna eat today because I, I <laughs> this is on me. This part's on me. Yeah. When you're in like in the Comic Con like rush, mm -hmm. this is like the danger. We we, we like gave Comic Con 101 notes last week on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, make sure you snack. Make sure yes. you hydrate. Don't be afraid to take some granola bars, get some water bottles or like a, your little water canteen. You know, they're not that expensive to, to get a decent one. Make sure you're stocked up on those because you, you'll lose track of stuff real quick. And then next thing you know, it's 9 p.m. and you haven't eaten in like 12 hours. So yeah. don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> That's stay hydrated. Completely on me. Yeah, stay hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> but I, is it safe uh, to say we're all kind of over the Comic-Con fatigue a little yeah. bit now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. adjusted to reality. No one got COVID, right? We're all COVID free. Yeah. I did, unfortunately. Oh, I, no. I I got COVID. It's my first bout. Oh, I'm sorry. It doing? was my first bout. I'm good now. I'm okay. fine. It was awful for a bit, but I'm I'm fully recovered now. Okay. Yeah, I, I was good. gonna say, I'm like, did we just like force someone to come onto our podcast? And they're like, you're like, miserable. I'm at the, I'm at day day three. I'm I'm feverish right now. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm like com I'm completely over it now. Oh, okay, good. good, good. I was gonna feel so bad right now. <laughs> we were just talking about steaks, but yeah, um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's a good time to be had. I was gonna say, Nick, you guys had the IGN had the best uh, Comic Con party too. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. No, the bar was, was definitely open the latest at that party compared to the fandom one. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I was gonna say, I remember that. I remember someone said that it was supposed to close at like eleven or something, right? Like eleven thirty, and we were there to like. 12 or something yeah it, it closed pretty early yeah very good. surprising yeah it was still good. fun though still great time good. yeah it was good callisto prodigals mm -hmm. yeah oh callisto what was that one i'm not that up to date oh that's the that's the dead space successor the callisto protocol oh okay yeah yeah yeah, like yeah. Dead space. yeah it's like the spiritual successor it's from the same uh mm -hmm. uh a guy's name is uh, Glenn Schofield. Mm -hmm. uh, he he basically it was is one of the fathers of Dead Space, and he's basically making a spiritual successor to it. And it looks it looks pretty good. And I'm not just saying that because they sponsored our party. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I legitimately think that they, that game looks very good. Yeah, I mean, if it was like because uh, I don't want to say there was another party that was uh, sponsored by the Halo show. It's like could not say anything 
positive about that. the Halo show. Hey, hey, some people have seen um, it. Nick, have you seen uh, Halo? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Halo boy. Yeah. I have not watched the Halo TV show, but I will because okay. I was waiting for I was waiting for all of players to come out on Paramount Plus so mm. I can just do that free subscription for a month, mm. watch both of them, and then call it a day. <laughs> Get out of like the Paramount Plus. That seems like the worst streaming service. But well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's like apparently I don't I don't have it. I, I'm gonna yeah. check it out because I heard the new Star Trek shows like the good one, Strange New yeah. Worlds, and yeah. I love Star Trek. Uh, I like Nick, you, Nick. I I love Halo, um, mm-hmm. specifically the Bungie era, or uh, same which, like iconic, right? And then I actually will defend Halo Four to an extent. Like I, I, think I love Halo Four. Yeah. I think Halo it's a solid great. game. I think it's a solid game. I don't know what happened with the fifth one. Fifth no one. No one has been able to explain to me, but that's that's a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, like I'll probably end up watching it like that too, just because like. That's how they get you. You're a fan of something, and it's like it doesn't matter how bad it is. Like if you like are such a fan of something, at some point your curiosity is going to get the best of you. And yeah. I guess Paramount Plus, like the one thing they have going for it is apparently like the quality of the the actual stream is like really good. Yeah, you know, Ooh. they have like HDR and stuff like that. Like I was watching a Prey a movie mm-hmm. I, I raved about, and I Prey's I'm great. Gonna, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll saw it at uh, Beyond Fest, right? We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about what yeah. we've seen later. Uh, I, I want to get more into what Nick's doing too, but like mm-hmm. the quality of the Hulu stream on opening night, it's like it's like 1080p, which is like not really a deal breaker for me. But yeah. having seen it on the big screen, I was like, this looked better. Yeah. yeah. Like the other also, day. that movie is pretty dark. So like whenever whenever a, a show or a movie is primarily dark and then you're streaming it, it just gets crushed. Like it, yeah. it is so hard to it, it gets so compressed by whatever streaming algorithm is getting used. Um, I think I think a lot of platforms are getting better, but yeah, that's always my the biggest bummer, especially when you see it in the best way possible, and then you get home and it's it's almost like a compromised version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's not that movie's fault. It's no movie's fault. It's just the oh, reality yeah. of streaming. Physical media is always going to look better and. It, Kind of sucks that it might not ever be released on physical media, but we'll see. Um, yeah. And enough, we'll, we'll get back yeah, to yeah. that. We'll circle we'll, back. Like... Uh, uh, Nick, could you talk a little bit more about like uh, the work you you produce? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually curious about like what's the most difficult stream you've ever been a part of? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, if well... you can say, I don't know if it's like I don't want to get. Yeah. I, yeah. No. No. I... <laughs> I, I should be all right. Uh, I think for, as far as what I do, I I think uh, like a lot of producers, I kind of do just about everything. Um, I, I think producer is like always a catch-all title that basically means you can do every part of the production. So uh, primarily my responsibilities nine months out of the year are towards the branded content side of IGN, meaning, hey, um, this sponsor wants to sponsor uh, a let's play or they want to do like a a deep dive history video on their franchise or whatever and i'm the guy who kind of helps ideate and come up with those ideas and then of course see it through from development all the way to production and post and all that jazz um i think uh, i used to be doing a lot more of that myself like actually writing and editing and shooting and all that but i think as i've kind of uh got like promotions and stuff i think it's more now it's a little bit more of like a delegating kind of role um where i'm kind of expected to handle multiple projects and then like empower people like hey i know you like this like you should you should make a video for this since this seems like in your wheelhouse or like hey you know just trying to empower people to uh basically do the stuff that i did that way i can eventually just hopefully fall asleep somewhere in a corner in an office and no one know. <laughs> No, 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 I'm there kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, the, the goal is to get everyone kind of self-sustained and uh, just ideally just cultivating a positive uh, like team mentality. That That's kind of my biggest goal is to make sure everyone's, you know, sometimes work is tough, but at least it could be fun because we do a lot of cool stuff. So that, that's kind of my main goal. That's That's me nine months out of the year. But then as I kind of alluded to earlier, during our event season is where I kind of get pulled back onto the editorial core side of IGN mm-hmm. where I'm kind of uh, executing on all of our live broadcast because 
that's how uh, basically I got my start in this industry is like live production. So uh, it, it's always fun to be able to step back into those shoes and really pull off big, uh, big, big, expansive, uh, like live shoots like this, like our comic con, it was like five to six different camera inputs, each with a fully staffed crew. Um, wow. we had, we had our like stage hands, we had our full, uh, team of playback operators and all that Ooh. jazz. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was my yeah. first time directing a show of this scope, Oh, shoot. Um, but, nice. but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, as far as the, the hardest show, honestly, it's probably, uh, probably Comic-Con that, that I would say Comic-Con is the hardest because I'm usually involved in the planning of mm -hmm. Comic-Con where you know someone books like oh we have a we booked a cast interview with the cast of star trek what so now then we get a bunch of those like oh the cast of uh lord of the rings we booked them and stuff like that so then at a certain point once we get enough of those bookings it is my responsibility to work with the other like showrunners and show producers to actually build out what is going to play in our broadcast schedule and coming up with our shooting schedule uh, all that jazz. But when you have over like 42 different IPs that are all coming into your studio, you're connecting with their agents, managers and all that stuff. So then it becomes a, a game of Tetris where you're trying to figure out like, okay, the cast of Prey is coming in this 20 minute time window. That over the, That's a 10 minute overlap with the cast of Lord of the Rings. Mm. The problem is the cast of Prey was four people Lord of the Rings is 20. How do we accommodate for that many seats within the span of 10 minutes? And, yeah. and like those kind of logistical puzzles are, I think, some of the most fun things that you can do because it's, mm -hmm. it's very much like you can plan for it as much as you want. But once you actually step foot in the studio, that's when you have to actually be able to pull it off. And, and that's what I enjoy doing the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, producing, like, you know, just making shit happen, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Or at least helping others to make shit happen, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, um, also, can you talk a little bit about getting your start on the attack? Like, that's where you uh, kind of, like, cut your teeth and everything? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's basically before that, I had worked as, like, an automobile inspector, and I just desperately wanted to get into entertainment, video games, and all that, because that's, you know, the thing I love dearly. And uh, I remember a buddy of mine said that there was a opening for like a, a PA role. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, yeah, I showed up and basically same idea. It's a, it was a live like video game comedy show that was like a two hour, uh, two hour live show that aired three times a week. Mm -hmm. So it, it was very exciting to work with such a, because it was a startup at the end of the day. Right. So it was, it was very small. Uh, no one was getting like everyone was being paid but you know it, it's it's different startup versus like an actual corporation yeah. so it was just small intimate team with super tight turnarounds and you kind of learn like out of all the things I think the most impressive thing that I walked away with is when you have such a small team like that and you're all all firing on all cylinders you become like this sort of amorphous blob during production where every, everyone can sort of read each other's minds when the live show is happening. And so like, I don't need to direct any cameras because they already know what I want them to point their camera at and I can just cut to them. And like, it just works that way. And it was, it was very strange. And I don't think I'll ever actually get to experience that sort of interconnected mind meld again. Mm -hmm. But uh, out of all the things, like, that's the thing that sets the high bar for what I want my productions to look like. I want, like, I like the idea of people knowing, oh, well, Nick's doing this. That means, you know, mm -hmm. Nick's, Nick's, Nick's cool if I jump on camera and just have fun with it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, trying to empower people to have that sort of, like, ability to improvise is always nice. Because at the end of the day, we all want to play, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. That, and that's what it is. It's just helping people play and when they play what that strength is for them yeah yeah i agree yeah, yeah uh, I, I think a big part of like any production frankly is like just everyone having to like put the work in uh but also everyone you know sometimes it's not fun and that's like okay sometimes 
the yeah. the work is a little rigorous and intense but you know we all do want to have fun on set and it's cool to hear like you guys were you know like an x-men team you're like professor x like everyone's <laughs> yeah, like reading pretty much. Mind, sending yeah. up brain signals to each other and stuff like that that's pretty great what uh what x-men would you be there oh man um <laughs> i think i think i have to answer wolverine simply because i'm short <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm I'm short and hairy, so uh, yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine's Wolverine's the best X Men character. He is, he's also. pretty good. Well, I, let, unfortunately, let's calm down, Gene. <laughs> unfortunately, as a kid, I also liked Cyclops only because uh. he was really cool in Marvel versus Capcom. But mm. as I got older, I was like, man, Cyclops is kind of a narc. Yeah, he is <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like he cheats on Jean Grey with Emma Frost. You know, that, that's like that. okay let's let, we're gonna we're gonna fucking get into this uh cyclops <laughs> is okay, supposed I'll... to be the so... captain america of the x-men like, oh. a little goody tissues if you don't write him right he's a little boring mm-hmm. but recent development have turned him into um a terrorist a which terrorist. is like which I, I have like no problem with i think it's a fascinating sure. direction you know making more antagonistic but mm-hmm. i do think you know let, let's let's keep let's let's keep it all in perspective he was not always the dude who would have killed professor x like yeah. five years yeah. ago or however long ago that story it was like was. 10 10 years ago was it really already yeah, it's old. don't say that oh so fucking old. X-Men. Yeah. we're so fucking old gene yeah i think um, the last x-men i read is the house of x oh the, the, the mm-hmm. semi-recent i think that was like two years ago right yeah two, three years ago I was like, that was like, I don't really go all in on like superhero comics just because I find it daunting. Yeah. But every now and then, like one of one of the comic editors at IGN, he goes, Nick, I know you don't really read superhero ones, but you should read this. It's short and sweet and it's pretty good. And it was a good time. Yeah, we, we've had our discourse about comics and how like, I think some of these things need end dates, you know, like mm-hmm. they're like, why can't we bring in new readers? And it's like, what, who knows where to start anymore? You know, yeah, I think exactly. limited series, yeah. you know, like five to 10 years, like this universe can exist for that long. And then that's it. Right. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. like probably a way to go about doing it, uh, like a hard reset at some point you probably need. But yeah, it's I mean, on that note, this isn't like we didn't talk about talking about this at all. But like, are there any comics like you would recommend uh, even outside of superhero stuff? Oh, man. Uh, well, admittedly i probably read fewer comics nowadays but i do read a lot of manga uh hmm. some of oh, that works too some, yeah some of my favorite manga like the one that I'm, I'm putting my flag in the ground right now and i'm calling it the thing that's going to be anime of the year is chainsaw man it's going to be the thing that people aren't going to be able to shut up oh. about i read i read the manga from beginning to end and it's it's it came back for its new uh like i guess new arc that it's mm-hmm. in but I read that when it was initially coming out during the pandemic, and man, it's real good. If you yeah. haven't read Chainsaw Man, I think it is some of the best, uh, some of the best manga out there, truly. And I think that it's a uh, it's mangaka uh, Tatsu Tatsuki Fujimoto, I believe is his mm-hmm. name. Fujimoto is his last name, but uh, terrific, terrific writer, terrific uh, mangaka, and he also has two one shots that oh. are just um, independent of Chainsaw Man that are all about like the creative process and being a mangaka and being a creative type and they're short and sweet stories that are heartbreaking and beautiful real good stuff other recommendations real quick uh my favorite manga is one called delicious in dungeon it's basically your typical rpg party dungeon dive but the gimmick of the manga is that they're poor and so they in order to survive and sustain themselves they hunt and, and prepare monsters in the dungeon but it's all it's all done like with an instagram level of like wow this is an adorable looking like bento box of like giant walking mushroom stew and and a chimera jerky or something like it's it's very cool with how it presents it and it it's a, a very very charming manga i highly recommend it uh only other actual like comic that i've read recently is for the first time i i finally read i haven't finished it uh sandman uh, Sandman's oh, nice. a good time, and uh, just started watching the show, and the show's pretty good. Yeah, I've been hearing nothing but good things. Um, I haven't started yet, but I'm gonna take the dive because yeah, Neil Gaiman, amazing writer. 
that original Sandman run is just so uh, revolutionary. So. It's, it's terrific. It yeah. goes down easy. Yeah. I love uh, Neil Gaiman. Like, uh, I think my favorite of his is Stardust, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a storybook, but also like a lot of like drawings in it. And it's like, it's like a, a perfect blend of like literature and like art styles. And it's, it's cool. But yeah, I, I'm actually kind of surprised how, how much positive stuff I heard about Sandman because yeah. this is not specific to this show. But sometimes when you adapt something that's born out of animation or a comic book, they they kind of like pull back on the stylization a little too much for my liking uh i'm not gonna name names paper bills but there's some stuff from like this doesn't look very good and i only say that because i loved paper girls the paper girls comics Um, but then sandman's supposed to be really good so i'm like okay cool i will check that out eventually because i'm getting back into catching up on more tv shows also right now yeah i'm having many it was also thought to be like an unfilmable style show or mm-hmm. comic. So like, I, I again, like I'm not the biggest proponent of a lot of uh, original pr- programming that Netflix has, but yeah. that said, I do think the show is pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I mean, the fact that like it actually got made because there's been so many starts and stops and like the Sandman production, like it was going to be a movie at one point and, fact that like it actually went through i'm i'm really curious do you guys know why like i don't mind like they kind of like change the characters of like lucifer and constantine but do you think they did that just to like differentiate from like the cw like constantine like okay these are different universes i i think it's i think it's that and then uh gaiman was on uh, an episode of uh wtf with mark maron and Hmm. I that guy gets really great interviews and so yeah, Gaiman good. was talking about it and he was like they they didn't look at it as like we have to adapt everything from the source material like directly and then they looked at the characters and were like does anything change if this person isn't white yeah if they're not mm-hmm. a white man because mm-hmm. there's a lot of white guys in the comics yeah um, and that you know whatever like Neil Gaiman wasn't sure. like he, he didn't like die by that sword either so respect yeah. to that and he was like the answer is no like these these people don't need to all be like one-to-one representations of who they were in the comic so mm-hmm. let's open yeah. up the playing field and that's how you mm-hmm. get these different castings like maybe yeah. there's some studio inner studio politics that were there sure. i don't i don't think so you know I, mm-hmm. I, he seemed like a very open honest uh it, it seems like based on everything gaiman's been talking about it just feels like it was kind of made in the best possible way it could have because it was like a thing that for the longest time he absolutely did not want to adapt and then mm-hmm. uh, unless the circumstances called for it and it sounds like he basically got to call the shots for for a vast majority of it and yeah, i think i think they pulled it off yeah, it, yeah. it it is it is an adaptation in that it is not a one-to-one mm-hmm. it does do it does uh vary from the source material but i think that's what makes it kind of exciting because as you know, a fan, you get something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm a big proponent of adaptations like evolving. You know, I don't I'm yeah. like. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones that was kind of like disorienting for me at first was like The Walking Dead when that first started and everyone really liked it and I did too. It was like okay, it's like it's different, um, but why isn't this working? Is it because it's different? And at first, is what I thought, and I was like, no, this show just kind of trails off at a certain point the quality yeah, yeah. and the and the the marriage of adaptation do not intersect they were weird for different reasons uh and mm-hmm. uh, also gaiman was saying that like he was brought on to be the guy to adapt it for netflix because he's kind of got to start with tv uh, i think he wrote some old episodes of old shows i can't remember i know he did two episodes of doctor who and he said one of them uh got him a lot of awards accommodation he's very proud of it and the other one, he was like, well, that's not really what I wrote. How could I stop that from happening again? <laughs> and so uh, that's why he, he goes on yeah. and does American Gods with Brian Fuller and then American Gods without Brian yeah. Fuller. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I was wondering, like, is that true? That got canceled, right? That, that got was canceled. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that had a whole fuck ton of problems, too, even yeah. outside of their conflict. But, okay. yeah, unfortunate. I, I just, sorry, I just have the image in my head, though, of, like, Mark Marin reading the Sandman comic. 
Apparently, he did read it before. Like he, he. Uh, okay. I guess his current girlfriend's like a fan. He was like, "Oh, okay, mm. yeah, yeah, I'll show it to my cats or something, or however the yeah. he talks." <laughs> so he shows it to his cats. He's uh, playing Lex Luthor in Superbad. Mark Maron's like Yeah, he's Luthor. Lex Luthor. Yeah, did you guys see that or no? No, I no. didn't know that. Yeah, you have to you have to ask Terrence about that. He's the biggest Mark Maron fan, apparently. <laughs> He's just no, telling me all this. I I love. Well, we can talk about how we all know Terrence too. Yeah. I love Terrence, but when when the the Michael Mann episode of Maron dropped, all the boys were sending each other reactions to the Michael <laughs> Mann interview. Mm-hmm. That was great. That was a great night on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but yeah, Nick, how do you know Terrence? I, I am was introduced to Terrence through uh i'm, I'm dating his cousin <laughs> oh, okay. yeah uh and from there we i met at a at the one of the many giant family gatherings mm. that, that happened and uh i was just like oh this guy's kind of like me he's, he's, <laughs> he's a big nerd like me so I, we, we got along very quickly yeah, I, I I discovered the room where everyone was playing Smash Brothers, and I was like, okay, <laughs> these are these are my people. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's great. Uh, yeah, Gene, why isn't Terrence on this show? I don't know. Can't can't book him. He's been too busy. I, he has been busy. Yeah, but we'll we'll get him on at <laughs> some point. He's been on so many times too. That that's true. I think that's he's true. been on like four times already. Like if we look oh. through all, this. yeah, oh. I want to say so. Yeah, like four. Oh, okay. Three. Yeah, something like that. He, anyway, he, uh, it, it's him and Trevor. They're like the 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 biggest guest stars we have now. Mm-hmm. They they come back the most. But um, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I mean, uh, we were talking about stuff we've been watching recently. So let's just hop into like uh, one of my favorite segments to do on the show. It's just called "What We're Watching." It's an excuse to talk about literally anything we've been watching. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's cat. I don't know why I built it up like that. I never do that. Uh, yeah. We just yeah. talk about whatever we're watching. Right. Um, I talked a lot about. Nope, and pray last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick, your first time here. What have you been watching? Uh, take as oh, long man. as you want. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trotting on well-trodden ground, but I barely... So my thing was, since uh, post-Comic-Con, I was with the vid, and I was basically down and out. I was kicking myself at the height of my fever that I could not watch Nope yet, because Whoa. Nope came out during Comic-Con, and I was just dying and like... Every time I'd see someone start to like a, a feed, like on Twitter, or just like, oh, did, is someone about to make a mention of Nope? Force closing the app, throwing my phone at the wall, and just going back to sleep kind of thing. Because I did not like, it, I feel like it's getting worse and worse with thing comes out next day. Here's the breakdown of that big scene. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's be very clear. IGN is also a big, uh, they do this a lot too, but nope it was one where they did it and i just saw a lot of outlets doing like what does this scene actually mean and i'm like no stop the movie <laughs> just came out leave me alone <laughs> and so after i had recovered i tested negative and i'm good to go i'm good to join society again i booked a ticket for my partner and i to go watch nice. nope and and i i really had a good time it, it is a very different movie that I that I expected it to be, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it, I think it owned. Uh, yeah. yeah, you I'm you're a, in I'm good a, company. I'm, yeah, I'm, we, I'm we a big it. I'm a big sucker for alien movies, and this this hit, it hit real good. Yeah, I was gonna say, were you, were you also screaming in the theater when uh, Kiki Palmer did the Akira, Akira? bike slide? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. But just. I don't know, like, I'm not going to delve too much into spoilers here or anything, but I did not expect the movie to basically be a a kaiju movie to some Mm -hmm. extent. Um, So that that was the thing that I was like, oh, that was cool. And just a lot of beautiful little flourishes that are, like, cool details that add so much to the visual, like, audio-visual storytelling that Jordan Peele's so good at. Like, just the mask, the, the flag mask hanging out from the from the object that you can kind of tell where it's at in the clouds. Like that's such a nice touch or how you can hear the screams of people in the ship. And that tells you where it's at. Like there's so many cool details like that. And then the sudden when the screams stop at the dot, at the drop of a hat, like it's so, so haunting and so good. And and just that the opening scene too, with the, with the chimp looking Mm -hmm. at the camera, like the, the, the chimp looking at the camera, that, 
that messed me up. Like it, it just was so scary looking. Yeah, I got. Well, I, I've been. I've been tweeting a lot about Gordy. I'm a big Gordy fan now. Um, <laughs> I'll tweet out like, "Oh, Gordy innocent" and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm also like, that was like terrifying. Like the stuff yeah. with Gordy was horrifying. I'm not. I'm not like. <laughs> I'm not sugarcoated that. Like that didn't mess yeah. me up a lot. Well, I mean, he's an animal. Nothing you mm-hmm. can do about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine fighting a monkey? Like no, if no, a monkey was coming out, that's a nightmare. Yeah. One, you would get, you would be gunned down first, Gene, because he's a chimp and not a monkey. How dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I was like really scary because I was like, I was like thinking because that when you first watch, you're like, why is this scene here? But then when you think about it, it's how. Uh, Stephen Ewan, uh, was it Jew? Wait, 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 wait. We're, oh, not, we're, not, we're, not, yeah. we're not going. We're not going that deep. Okay, okay. We won't, we won't say too many stories, but it <laughs> but connects to the rest of the film. And it's it, like it connects thematically, and it's mm-hmm. very funny that Logan Paul of all people was like, "What's this movie about? I don't get it. I'm the guy that filmed the dead body in the dead woods, body? but I don't understand what this movie about exploitation of spectacles about." Yeah, and it's just so fucking funny. Yeah, it's like it's get- so perfect. Did you guys see Catan? Chris Catan liked it too. Yes. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah. He's like, oh, Catan people- is just crushing it. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want them to like de-age all the SNL people, like, and reenact that skit. Like, if that's like a special feature, use the digital de-aging to like make that skit happen. Because that sounds kind of funny. Deep fake old SNL bits for your movie. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was. I love that. I love this movie too because it's like it's basically. And I'm trying not to spoil it, but it's like Jordan Peele's Jaws, right? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think that's a spoiler. It's like if you've seen Jaws or you know like the structure of Jaws or anything, mm-hmm. like once you're like about the halfway point, even before you're like, oh, he's doing Jaws, but it's an alien instead. And also, someone on Twitter because I I posted a tweet about like how Prey and and Nope uh, got me excited about alien movies again. Like not that I stopped liking them, it just it's been a while, right? Since you got like a really yeah. great one. And I was like, oh, man, it's great to have these alien movies. And someone tweeted, like, hey, I didn't know Nope was about aliens. You got to be careful with spoilers, man. And it's like, what, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like it, Nowadays, yeah. it's so hard to tell what people can say. Like, no, the, like, I, I'm sorry. Saying that a movie has a twist is not a spoiler. That's just basic yeah. ass writing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just that's just structured. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you watch the but Twilight Zone? It, it's like. <laughs> or like it, even like in, yeah and, and I, i'll go even further I'm like is it in the is there something in the inciting incident that you have to use to talk about what the movie's about mm-hmm. like it's in the trailer so i feel comfortable saying it now the of uh, otis senior dying yeah that's, that's in the trailer it's in, uh, uh-huh. in the last trailer at least and it's the inciting incident of the movie i think yeah. you could describe what the movie's about without that but if you were to bring that up, like I just said, I think that's okay. It's like in literally the first like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also one of those things like you can't like, you can't reasonably talk about a story without talking about the story. And like revealing that that happens is not take away from the movie in any way, shape or form. You're still going to watch that. Ep- and that moment's still going to hit because movies are more so are more than just x happens it is mm-hmm. watching how x happens on full yeah. visually audio uh audio wise like it, it's a it's a full experience so yeah I, i'm 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 a, i'm in the same camp yeah i'm, Spoilers, I'm really glad you're on the sensitive. podcast <laughs> yeah man. too sensitive yeah speaking of like movies where giant aliens chase people uh i also watch prey in, uh, as part of Beyond Fest, so I got to watch it in an actual theater. One of the few times, apparently, that that's going to happen. And man, it was a good time. I, I had gone into Comic Con with some of my coworkers who had actually seen it already mm-hmm. through some sort of like press thing, and I was like, I'm too busy to look into this right now. I'll just watch it when it hits Hulu. But then uh, left Comic Con, and my buddy was like, uh, again, after I tested no negative, he messaged me. Uh, hey, I got two tickets to Beyond Fest at the Arrow for Prey. Do you want to come? I was like, yes. And so he also, because his parents gave him a uh, American Cinematheque membership oh, for nice. his birthday, so he gets to get in front of the line whenever we go. So like, I'm just always telling him like, oh man, I'm so glad I made friends with you so that I can take advantage of your your American Cinematheque membership. But no, him, him he and I watched uh, Prey and. 
it it's pretty good guys mm-hmm. i i it, it quickly uh it, i guess maybe not an arduous task but it made itself uh basically number two in the predator canon for me of like yeah this movie slaps every way shape and form only knock i have against the movie is just the transition there's like four transitions too many of someone hits their head on a rock and blacks mm. out little yeah. pet peeve of mine but that's I, I would agree with that. i noticed that the second time too i was like they do that a couple times mm-hmm. you probably could have not done that like she's she she'd be hurting if she blacked out via getting knocked out via rock i don't think yeah. she'd be as agile as she is but that said all all, all pedantry aside i think that movie just is an absolute good time like every single kill got so much like up like uproarious applause from the audience whenever a a kill happened because every kill in that movie is so good they're so good and they're so fun like all of the weapons like i i just can't imagine like that's the one question i never asked directors questions at q a's because i I never want to be the guy who who asked the bad question because it's just painful. But like, I seriously wanted to ask like, how do you take something, basically you you get an action figure of the predator. It's the world's greatest hunter or, you know, universe's greatest hunter to some extent and their alien technology. How do you choose what to use, what you strip back? Because obviously this takes place before the original predator. So it makes sense that this is a little bit more of a, not, it's still, advanced technology but it's a little more primitive mm-hmm. when it comes to predator technology so like how do you how do you limit yourself to just do stuff like is it do you design the kills first and then make the weapons after or vice versa like that's just that's the part that i'm like oh i'm dying to know about this one thing because like no one thinks man i really want a net that just shrinks and then cuts anything that yeah. it shrinks down and i'm like what a cool idea i was like that was a good kill i love that too well, also my... incredible sound design oh yeah oh yeah yeah uh my my favorite kill i'll just say is the bear trap mm-hmm. you know it when you see it um, oh yeah yeah the the sound design both in this and nope are really great uh yeah the score also... by by sarah shackner i think her name mm-hmm. is she does like work with assassin's creed and stuff like that and i was like oh that that makes perfect well, li- literally trachtenberg was playing assassin's creed valhalla and was like i love there this music and then he just got the composer Let's who did the one. music yeah. for that game and and you know what it feels so oddly appropriate that you choose an assassin's creed game for something mm-hmm. like this because it feels like that's their that's the new onus for predator movies now is just the assassin assassin's creedification of it you just take Predator, drop them in a cool moment in history, the movie writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> just like having the Predator just go to town on all these colonizers. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's super interesting. Like, that was one of those things where my buddy and I looked at each other like, is the Predator about to massacre this entire, like, Comanche village? And then we were like, ooh. <laughs> but, then, but then, you know, the, the fur trappers show up and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm this feels right now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that 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 got the biggest i think applause uh from my audience at, at comic-con the the fur trapper stuff is <laughs> that that's amazing. that's what i'll leave it at yeah um, and then you gotta you gotta see it at comic-con too you almost didn't get in i yeah i, I talked <laughs> oh, about the wow. last week it was yeah yeah it was not mm. A lot of people didn't get in after yeah. us. It, it was it was a mess. A certain um, person that will say off camera didn't plan it too well. I, I said it on camera. <laughs> I said it, it's fine. It's fine. It's put them on blast. Yeah, yeah. can't say no. <laughs> go go check out the, the post Comic Con podcast for that yeah. one. But uh, yeah. what what I've heard because I, I know some some family members have actually seen Prey and like mm-hmm. for some of them it's their first Predator movie and they just like thought it was like a good movie, you know. And I was yeah. like, oh shit. So it's kind of like, like it worked. Like this movie worked for what it was supposed to do. Like apart from just being a good movie, it's like, you know, it's clearly meant to like bring Predator back down to basics um, mm-hmm. after after a couple different uh, yeah. types of films that maybe didn't yeah. work out super well. Uh, and I like every Predator movie. Predator 2. 
Um, I think Predator 2 fucking rocks. If it's a mess, Hold on. it rocks. You do not like the Shane loves- Black Predator movie. I like the Shane Black Predator I like it. No! Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I like it. They weaponized autism. <laughs> oh, that's that. Yeah, like, obviously, dude. fuck that. Yeah. There's like, I could yeah. like break down like every like thing, what went wrong with that movie. That's the <laughs> one thing where I'm like, okay, that was that was Shane Black and Fred Decker. So what the fuck happened there, guys? Yeah. And we, I we're won't defend that. I won't yeah. defend that. <laughs> we're, a little, we're a little biased. We love Shane Black because he's a uh, scripts are always great but yeah he oh i mean I, I love the nice guys and kiss nice kiss guy. bang bang you know? monster it's squad like, uh, monster squad's great you, you guys can have that one <laughs> i don't okay. hate it i don't, oh, hate, it. Good. I don't hate it the, just... they kick the wolfman in the nuts right wolfman's yeah. got nards but pray it, it yeah. serves as a standalone movie it, it works by itself you don't need to have knowledge of predator and if you do it's just a nice little cherry on top for you which i appreciate yeah um, and I also love the Comanche version. That's the the version I was uh, I saw on the big screen. Oh, you watched the the Comanche version? Yeah. The, oh, that was the second one for Beyond mm-hmm. Fest, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was super interesting to hear them talk about it because they filmed it in English first, and then they did a dub because mm-hmm. it was I believe there's different um uh different native tribes that mm-hmm. were a part of the cast, so they don't all speak Comanche, so it took a little bit to to actually execute but i'm i'm just glad something like that exists yeah mm-hmm. definitely and, and uh it had a a comanche producer who was very hands-on creatively and telling them like mm-hmm. this is what this is more like that not so much or like whatever right and so she was yeah. there at the at the comic-con q a too um and it just it was super cool that this exists and i yeah. i'm i i think uh trachtenberg was saying like you know in the perfect world he could have like filmed it in comanche but yeah, that's mm-hmm. not right. what these studios want to hear. They're like, yeah. no, no, everyone speaks English here. It's like, well, they speak yeah. other stuff too, but well, it takes place in America, so clearly they speak English. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was gonna say she was at our our screening. Her name was uh, Jane Myers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Like, yeah. just I love that they just had like basically a a consultant to be like, no, nah, they wouldn't do that. No, yeah. They wouldn't do that. They would do that. Like, I just like hearing those anecdotes because. You know, I, I think it's just when you have a movie that is seeing that's shining a light on a culture that isn't prominently featured in most media, it's cool to just learn new stuff, <laughs> like yeah. just straight up. So it, it's nice that there is that level of authenticity. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long, so mm-hmm. let, let's move on from Prey. Let's talk about anything else we've seen let's recently. See. I'll let you guys go for for a little a little longer Ooh. if you want. I, I think the only other thing that I've actively been watching is uh, the rehearsal, the, the oh, new nice. Nathan Fielder. Yeah, I need to Terrific. get into that. We love Nathan Fielder. I Dude, have not it, seen Nathan for you. Oh, man. I, I hadn't watched it uh, until recently, like watching um, and knowing that the rehearsal is coming out and all of my friends like, Nick, you got to watch Nathan for you. I powered through all four seasons on on Hulu and it it. It, I will I will say it doesn't go down smooth because the show is designed to make you uncomfortable, but man, it's really good. Uh, and the rehearsal just feels like uh, the groundwork was laid down already with Nathan for you, but this is the almost like metatextual artistic reinterpretation of what he had done already. Oh and now he has, he has like HBO budget to explore the mechanics of what it means to point a camera at somebody's face and tell them to do something like it it, it interrogates reality uh like television in, a, in some cool ways it explores the ethics the downsides but also the positive sides of a, a, an unscripted reality show yeah that's amazing. unscripted <laughs> it's really good it's yeah, really good highly recommended it's also just incredibly funny it's, yeah. it's that, definitely that's about on it, my that. list that that's all that's all I've been watching other than Sandman. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I love Nathan. So there you go. Um, I was recommended. yeah, I was gonna recommend Vengeance. It was from B.J. Novak. Um, it's a movie about like a podcaster. So it's a movie about like us, Diego. It's like a podcaster. He has to solve like a. I know like what the tr- movie's about. Specify oh, no. specifically that it is not what we have ever done. <laughs> well, it's like a like a true crime podcaster. We're not we're not that, but like um he has to like solve like an actual murder so i don't know it's kind of interesting doesn't quite stick the landing but it's good it was pretty good 
And then uh, Marcel, with the shoe, was that Marcel the seashell? Marcel with the shell. With the shell, Marcel yeah. The that shell was... with the shoes on. Yeah, when he's looking I, at. I didn't, hmm? I didn't. I didn't know it was a YouTube thing first. Yeah, I that was like so. one of those things I missed. So mm -hmm. I, I had I had zero context because I watched the a long ass trailer for it and I was like. Oh, that's cool. They invented like a fake YouTube history, but then it was like, no, someone's like, no, that was like a, a YouTube thing way back when, and it, it looked like a charming, like wholesome little movie. So, yeah, is it good? Really I liked it a lot. Um, saw it with my mom, and uh, we both loved it. When he's uh, looking at YouTube comments that are negative, you feel that in your soul. <laughs> you know. Then uh, yeah, that's all I've been watching, and then uh, just YouTube. That's the new uh, YouTube uh, alien documentaries. We need to that. <laughs> like, like there's like real alien doc, like doc, like like extraterrestrial yeah, or aliens, like, like, like the uh, movie. No, no, like like the UFOs. Because <laughs> there's oh, like dude. <laughs> I, I'm in the same boat as you, man. I love yeah. that stuff. Like there are so many on Amazon and like Netflix and like uh, like Tubi. They're just like they're like made by these like three guys where they put together some money interviewed like experts put like together like stock footage and they just sold it to amazon i'm like oh this is like oddly fascinating like obviously like you know some of this could be obviously you know made up but like in terms of like uh i just enjoy that because i just watched a lot when i was a kid and then um kind of writing something paranormal so it helps it helps set the tone i guess nice you know? yeah but they're also like they're kind of wholesome, would you say, Nick? Like the YouTube documentaries. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, you know, and and I'm always of the I'm a big proponent of occasionally when I feel like scaring myself, going onto the alien subreddit mm -hmm. and just looking at recent developments in the alien and UFO community <laughs> and just letting the hair stand up on my my skin and just like ooh, then yeah. I just have trouble sleeping. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like, why Tom DeLodge really came back to Blink One Eighty <laughs> got replaced. I will say, <laughs> I, as someone who was reading something recently, uh, like script-wise, that um, I was I was doing a little of my own research because the script had involved something uh, supernatural as well, and I was like, all right, this, I, I'm, I'm like going over the script, and it wasn't like in my mind that it's it is a horror script, Gene, and mm -hmm. it was like, oh okay, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this, I'm, I'm covering this, and then I'm like, I have that tab open, let me let me look at the stuff again. And then I, I click on the images and then like it, for whatever reason, that's when it started getting like under my skin. Like I was totally fine with certain things. And then like, I was by myself, like I am right now. And I was like, <laughs> Hey, I, I don't, did I turn the light on? I turned that light on over there. Okay. <laughs> okay. And like, okay, like corner's a little dark. Let me, let me move a lamp over here. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like freaking myself out. So uh, but yeah, funnily enough, no actual movies have been scaring me recently, except for Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. I think is fucking horrifying yeah uh, which yeah besides that what have i seen i saw oh gene did you see the gray man no yeah no, yeah okay you're good you're that. good uh nick I, that was one of those movies i contemplated watching during the height of my covid fever because i was like no i need to be in an altered state of mind in order to to, to put it down you know <laughs> yeah it's just, like it's, it's not a real boring. movie it's, it's, it's just movie. it's just fuck boring um yeah oh but gene you saw bullet train oh i saw that i did i love bullet train yeah it was like you did yeah i actually really enjoyed it right, some people did roommate, yeah me and my roommate we saw it and it was just like we we're like we had like no expectations we saw like one or two trailers and it's just like a wacky action movie it's like wacky racers wacky races but with assassins and they're all just trying to kill each other it's like smoking aces or that type of genre how dare you Joe Carnahan is a fantastic <laughs> action director. Oh, so we don't like David Leach. Was it David Leach? David Leach. He seems Leech. like a nice guy, and I like Atomic Blonde, and he's obviously pivotal to getting John Wick started. Deadpool two, great. No, um, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> no, I really I'm sorry. like Deadpool two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think John Wick one is is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the other the other ones are better <laughs> yeah well I, yeah, it, yeah I, I agree with that yeah i mean I, I love all the john wicks but i think they like they get more interesting as they escalate although the second yeah. one still might be my favorite um but That's like yeah bullet train uh i I've, i hope it's a hit because it is quote unquote an original action movie like it's based on a book 
Um, but in America, that's basically an original idea at this point. So like, I, I do hope it's a, it's a success because it's like a mid-budget actioner. And mm-hmm. it's like, if, if this works, then that means other people are going to try to make stuff like it, at least in that budget range, hopefully. And like, that's a good thing. So I could watch yeah, it and I, be like, I, I, want, I want 2000s era like action movies to come back. And it feels yeah. like with Prey, we almost got like the the mid budget like sci fi action horror. Mm-hmm. And I, I want I want all of this to continue happening. Even the yeah. movies like that that are probably going to be like lukewarm response for me, like a bullet train. I still mm-hmm. want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact they exist. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, I know not everyone loved Ambulance, but I was like glad it got made. Yes, yes, I exactly. Love it was great when they go up like the building and then they go down like a roller coaster. That's... Someone showed Michael Bay how to use the drone camera and ride up right <laughs> buildings, and he was just like, "Do that every scene, every ten minutes. Give me a cool Foot drone down. shot." And you know what? Every time it happened, I lost my mind. Yeah. Also, what were people saying? It's like ally Michael Bay. Oh, uh, comrade Michael Bay, because he's like it's like openly complaining about like healthcare in this country, and it's like that's more left wing than like some politicians at this point. But whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I hope I hope Bullet Train works for people, or at least makes money, because like yeah, yeah, that's I want that. Um, I it's funny I I wasn't like watching a lot of TV this year, but right now I'm like I'm caught up on Harley Quinn on HBO Max. Love it. Please don't cancel it. It's good. <laughs> Um, oh, don't cancel see. Young Justice either. Just yeah. give me one more season. Uh, and oh, today I started Only Murders in the Building. Is that the Ooh. one with Selena Gomez? Selena Gomez, yeah. Martin Short, Steve Martin. And for some reason, Cara Delevingne, but she's in everything. Is she? She's in the second season. Oh, okay. I'm only in the first season. Nobody yeah. fucking tell me anything. This okay. This is one thing we're talking about. Like ah, spoilers, whatever. I, I will say for murder mysteries, I do get a little like, okay, wait, no, 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 now don't tell me. Well, like anything. a lot of the a lot of the yeah. magic of a murder mystery is that you don't know the who done it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at this point, it's a game. That's the thing where I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. It's yeah, it's like if that's the one I'll give everyone. It's like okay, that one you just that genre don't don't discuss that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm having a blast with it. I'm only like three episodes in. Nathan Lane popped up. I didn't know he was in it, so I mm-hmm. I love Nathan Lane. That just made me even happier. And whoever assembled this cast for that, I think it's Steve Martin because he like co-created it. Uh, props to you because that is, it's 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 fun to just watch them like banter. Like I get a little yeah. annoyed with like too cutesy banter, but I'm like, this is a really fun dynamic. Just do this. Yeah. Just do this all the time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep tuning in. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, Harley Quinn's great. Um, that I, I mean, that's all I got. To say. I, like, it's a show that kind of like just. You know what you're gonna get. It's like almost the 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 Deadpoolification of Harley Quinn. I thought, mm, right. but like it's actually like got a lot more going on beneath yeah. the surface, and it's like Ron Funches is King Shark. King Shark, King Shark's fantastic in the show, but I like that it's like how uh, she kind of has to like come into her own outside of the Joker, but also like she still wants to be like a supervillain, and it's like, hey, those two like being a better person and being a supervillain are going to come in conflict with one another at some point. And that's when the show gets really interesting. So uh, it's been fun to watch it evolve. Yeah. 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 And I I think, I think that's it for this episode today. Anybody want to yell or plug something like just, just rant about something else. I mean, go ahead and I'm going to give everyone the floor. Otherwise you can just wrap it up right now. I will say one thing I, I forgot that I watched, not because I didn't dislike it, but, uh, Bell, the oh the, yes, the Mamaru oh, yeah. Hotoda, that that hit streaming. So I watched that, and you know what? It's it's a beautiful movie. But I'll say it before and I say it again. Homies made the same movie like four different times. Yeah. So Digimon the movie, Summer Wars, Summer Wars. Uh, and now Bell. It's all the same movie. But you know oh. what? I'm a sucker for a shared MMORPG. <laughs> people with drama unfolds in real like i'm a sucker for it and it, yeah. it's a cool beauty and the beast like adaptation yeah yeah it's... i'm a big fan of that director but i i as much as i'm looking forward to that because i know it's just hbo max right yeah. like watching the the trailer i was like hmm <laughs> okay i've seen you do this before but you're good at it so i'm gonna watch it anyway exactly exactly <laughs> and it the hbo max only has the english dub so oh, like fuck. there's there's no original but it was you know what it wasn't it wasn't too bad it, it was pre, it was pretty good and also it was wild because i just looked at the credits and chase crawford's in it the the deep 
from from oh, uh, God. from the boys. Wow. So like it's just like wow, <laughs> what a, what a, what an interesting choice. Yeah, good good for him. He's yeah. he's like good on that show. Yeah, I don't like that character, but he's good yeah. on that show. Sometimes oh, he's dubs great. Are, yeah. Dubs are dubs are interesting. Like for Porco Russo, Michael Keaton is the pig. Right. The right. the Ghibli dubs are like legendary. They're kind of yeah. like the best ones like ever. Yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's like that in Cowboy K- Bebop. I guess. Who is Kiki in? Uh, I think Kirsten Dunst. Not, not, no, not not Kiki. Um, what's the cat's name? Gigi. Gigi, yeah. Who played Gigi? Gigi. Wasn't it uh, Gigi Cat? Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's why. Like, that's one of those where I'm like, wow, what a what a choice. I, I love yeah. it. He's a great. He's a great voice actor. Him as Lionel yeah, Hutz. Yeah, great. Troy McClure. Where he's like, he, he was very Jimmy's good. Playhouse. Yeah. R.I.P. to a real one. Pour yeah. one out. But that was the last one. I, I promise. No, no, it's totally that. fine. We, we we always like just end up ranting about something. So this is like this is basically the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go. Out of steam yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can the people find you online? Unless you don't want thank them you. to find you, which is also acceptable. Nice. Thank you for having me, and uh, mm-hmm. you can follow me everywhere at Advent Nick. I'm at Advent Nick on everything. Nice. All right, and Gene, where? What about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene nine eight nine two. And you can find me at the Diego Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you can get early access to stuff like the retrospectives. Monkey Bones out tomorrow. The Monkey Bone retrospective. Shout out Dan Doherty, who's basically the reason we did that episode. Uh, pray. Uh, Matt and I continue the Predator retrospective, which we were unsure was ever going to happen, frankly, after 2018. Again, I said I like that movie. I also recognize it basically killed the franchise. <laughs> so, uh, pray. We're gonna. There's there's extended thoughts there, so I'm trying not to talk about it too much anymore. I've been on like five podcasts talking about it now. I'm I'm I'm, I'm good. I got my piece. Yeah. Everyone, go watch it. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. If you didn't like this episode, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. All right, take care, stay safe, have fun. We have been professionally unprofessional.